Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. How to build the emotional fortitude to win in life and in business. No fluff, just real-world results. I'm your host, Itamar Marani, ex-Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Welcome to today's episode, guys, and happy holidays. So today we're doing a special episode around the topic of the holidays and how a lot of people go back home and the negative side of that, especially when it comes to mindset and how people can have certain regressions as they revert back to old thought patterns, to old habits, to old identities that they hold and how that can affect us and what you can do to mitigate that. So first off, welcome, Emil. Thank you for joining. Thank you for having me. As soon as you mentioned what we were talking about today, I was instantly interested. It was like, oh yeah, this is very, very relevant. So I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, so here's the deal. A lot of times when we go back home for the holidays, people have this kind of weird feeling. It's sometimes frustration, sometimes it's a bit of confusion. Sometimes they just kind of go way off their normal path. And a big thing that people don't understand is how much our environment affects us. And when you go back to your older environment where you grew up, and this is especially if you're staying over, for example, you go to your parents' home where you grew up and you stay in your old room, you're going to revert back in some ways, unless you're extremely aware and making a lot of effort to combat that. And it comes from one, just the way your brain associates the old environment, remembers, oh, seeing this thing, this is how I behave. Seeing this thing, this is the thought and the idea and the identity that's connected with it. And then there's also, so there's the physical environment, but there's also the people around you and how they behave towards you because of what they remember you or how you were when you were younger, when you were smaller, whatever it may be. And then putting that expectation on you and you kind of taking that on. Emil, go ahead. I'm just going to, you know, add to this and reinforce it. So when I went back to see my parents, it was this, this regression to childhood, like they would treat me in a certain way and call me like childhood names. And then I would almost like start throwing my toys out the pram and start fighting with my brother and like behaving like a child and like stepping out the house afterwards. I'm like, wow. So, you know, this is very, very real. Um, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to highlight and, and, it. Yeah. And to double down on that, the reason I'm also bringing it up because I really noticed myself doing that as well. I was like, Oh, this is a thing. <laughs> this is a very interesting thing. And, I didn't actually notice it in real time, but I just remember feeling frustrated. For me, it was the big thing. I was like, I felt I wasn't being respected. And it was upsetting to me because I was like, I should be respected more for who I am today and what I've done and what I'm accomplishing and the kind of person I am and so on and so on. And I was, I felt like I was still being viewed for who I was, despite all the work that I've done. And me not understanding what's actually going on there on a conscious level, just created a lot of frustration. And it, it basically stopped me from being able to enjoy the good parts about it, just because of that frustration there. So I think first off to double down on what Emil was saying, it's a natural thing. So it's not to ask yourself, will this happen to me? It's how will I feel this? It's not and how much will it happen? Exactly. Exactly. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, I have some things on my agenda I kind of want to cover. Emil, do you have any things you want to cover on this? Um, I'm going to riff on on what you're saying. You've got the structure and, and I've got plenty of things I want to jump in about. Um, just cool. the point. 
straight away here, there's multiple layers of depth as we kind of touched on. So I described the, the, the regression to childhood and that's the most obvious perhaps because there's these behaviors, these names that your parents used to call you, that kind of thing, like, you know, uh, endearing names. Yeah. Um, and that's almost the most harmless because it's, it's chill. It's the more ominous, insidious uh, ways that this manifests in terms of exactly what you described, you not being treated in a certain way. And there's many potential reasons for that. And it might evoke a lot of emotions, but I'm not going to jump the gun. You start and, and I'll jump in. But I think it's a great place to start, honestly, because there is uh, harm in being called those childhood names because then we start behaving like that without recognizing it. And it's a weird thing. We just associate, oh, when I'm called this, this is how I used to behave. And it's a trigger. It sets us, oh, I'm being called by this childhood name of mine, by this pet name and dear name, whatever it may be. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves acting like kids. Honestly, it's not taking responsibility over things, acting. And Amelia, like you're shaking your head. And I get that too, because I also felt embarrassed about it. Like, why did I just act like a child there? And it's weird. It's comical. You can literally walk through the door as yourself. They'll call you something and you'll start screaming up the stairs because of something else. And then they'll shout at you for leaving a dish out. And then everything has dismantled like this in seconds. Interesting. Yeah. So like in my case, it wasn't as severe as that, but I just felt myself like I've done a lot of work to become a better person. And all of a sudden it's because I hold myself to a certain standard of the person I want to become. And all of a sudden, it wasn't me being focused on the kind of person I want to be. It was me focused on how does little Edomar behave? And then, and then just basically fixing all my behavior around that old patterning. So I think the first point that I really wanted to bring up is the awareness of yourself. To recognize that this is going to happen unless you're very, very conscious of it. So I think the first most important thing to avoid having this kind of regression or frustration or whatever it may be is to be aware that this is a thing. So when you go back home to see your family, especially if you're staying over or whatever it may be, be very aware and almost on guard about this. Don't fall back into those old patterns. And, and I'm not saying don't be comfortable. Don't enjoy your family. Don't honestly also enjoy your parents' love or affection of your sisters, your brothers, whatever it may be. But just be aware that you still want to behave like the person you want to be. Don't give yourself that kind of subconscious permission. Just revert back to the ways you were. That's the first thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I can add another piece here straight away is to set the frame of expectations of why you're going back. Um, and if I'm jumping the gun, do tell me, but no, that's great. Well, I went on a vacation with my parents and I beforehand set the expectations of what I wanted to happen. And this was me doing this for my parents and to spend time with them, which meant the priority was that we had a nice time together. So my ego, my needs, my requirements took a second place so I could spend time with, with my parents. And when I set that expectation, I enjoyed the trip infinitely more rather than me trying to make things a certain way or, you know, uh, instill my will on the situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. It, this, it kind of ties into my second point. The second point is the awareness of others perception of you that they're going to put certain expectations on you because you're their child. And what's interesting you're saying about the trip, what I notice sometimes with my parents is that when we meet up, 
So we live in different countries now. They live back home in Israel. We've done them to Thailand. So when I've met them, for example, in Greece, and we've all taken a family vacation together, we've met each other there. How they interact with me is very different than how they interact with me when I'm in their home, where they raise me as a child. And it's because they're probably not aware that they're seeing me when I walk through the door of the family home as Itamar, the 12-year-old, or the 8-year-old, or the 18-year-old, or whatever it may be. And when we were in Greece, it was a completely neutral place. So they were just able to see me for who Itamar is today. And so a big thing is, one, be aware of yourself, and two, be aware of what others have their expectations of you, their viewpoints of you, and that they're probably going to, again, without any malice or ill intent, they're going to project that. And it's something you need to be cautious of to not accept. Because a lot of time when people have their expectations of us or projections of how we should be, if we're not intentional, we'll just accept that. In good ways and in bad ways. So this is something to really be aware of, to try to figure out what are other people's going to be, what is their expectation of me going to be? And in regards to that, setting boundaries around those expectations, like if they are treating you in a way that is not appropriate or you're not happy with, then setting that as a line. Yeah. And this leads me to point number three, change it, accept it, or leave it. That's what you got to decide a lot about this. If it encroaches a certain boundary of yours, we're saying this is just not okay. You got to decide, am I going to change this? Am I going to have a conversation with them? Being like, Hey, this is not okay. This is not what I want. And you could honestly also figure out a lot of times that they're not doing this intentionally. They're just not aware that this is going on and just having a very caring conversation can lead to just a lot of gains and stuff, much more positive situation. So first you got to ask, do I want to change it? If you have that conversation and you recognize you can't change it, then you got to ask yourself, am I willing to accept this or do I want to leave it? I do know people who don't go home for the holidays for that reason, because their family don't allow them to shed the old version of themselves. And they put that on them. They box them into this is who you are. So they say, you know what? It just, it doesn't help me in life. It doesn't make me feel happy. It doesn't make me feel connected. So they choose not to go home for the holidays. But that's a question we have to ask ourselves. If we have that conversation, if we explain, and people are still not willing to change, am I willing to accept it and still say, okay, this is one thing that's not enjoyable, but the overall grand picture is this is still a good experience for me. I still want to see my family. I still want to have this connection, especially if we have kids. I want them to know their grandparents, their uncles, and and aunts and all that kind of jazz, or is this not? So you got to ask yourself, change it, accept it, or leave it. This is where, again, I can give some real life insights and context for this. It's good to have examples. So um, I, I often don't spend a huge amount of time with my parents because of this reason and, and others. But when I did do that trip, as I said, I did it because I wanted to spend time with them. You know, parents are getting old. And that's why I said, okay, I'm going to accept a lot more because this is for them. This is less for me and more for them and the entire experience. And that meant me surrendering to the experience allowed it to be much more enjoyable than if I was resisting and trying to win every battle. Now, yeah. if things do come to a point and a line, then change it and, and try and change it. And the thing to remember is if you are being projected on and being made to feel or behave like a child, you can't try and change it like a child would. You yes, have to you can't get defensive. Bring, exactly. You have to bring your full adult growth awareness and say, and, and set a boundary like another adult. And that can be hard with your parents if you treat them like your parents and like your superiors or whatever. No, you have to treat them like an equal. 
and just have a very calm conversation. And I've found that I've had multiple of these conversations with my mum, especially over the years. And initially she resisted and now she's like, okay, I understand he's an adult. And she's learned how to behave to me as an adult. This is such, this is a whole subject in and of itself, but it's such a, an important one because if, first off, it's the part of not seeing your parents. I think people get frustrated a lot of times because without recognizing they view these, their parents as these all knowing figures who know everything and they need their approval from and all that. So whenever they box them into an old place, it gets so emotionally heated. Like this person who I want approval from and is obviously super intelligent, super great, whatever it may be, they're not giving me this. And the moment we can switch that and see our parents as human beings. So for me, it was really learning that it's not mom and dad, it's Rachel and Ohad. And Rachel and Ohad also have their limitations. So I can have these conversations with them and I can try to change certain things and they'll be open to it if I do it in the right way, which is difficult because there's... A lot of times there's frustration there, but they can't, we can't change some of it. But also the moment I recognize that it's not just mom and dad, it's Rachel and Ohad, that's when things can change and I can accept certain things because they don't poke me as much. When dad doesn't respect what I do, for example, like or I perceive that he doesn't respect what I do because it's an, it's an online business, I don't have a thousand employees. I don't have a physical location business. And he was a CEO at large companies and it's very different to him. And he also doesn't really understand what this whole mindset and talking about emotions is. He's from, let's call it a different generation. He was a wartime officer in two wars in the sixties and seventies. When he was my dad, I was just like, why aren't you not approving? Why can't I get your respect? Why are you not willing to see this? I'm making such a big impact. It's a very profitable business. I'm doing all the right things. When I looked at him as Ohad, and I understand the context of who he was and what he was trying to stretch as far as that, all of a sudden there wasn't that angst, that tension there. Because I recognized like for my father, that's what I really want. But for Ohad, he's a human as well. He's done an amazing job being my dad, raising me, and like, we had a, an amazing relationship all the time growing up. Just recognize, okay, he's a human being as well. He also has the edge of his limitations. And doing that, trying to both change it, but then also accepting it by removing the pressure of them being mom and dad, and just seeing them as Al-Khali and Ohad, or Rachel and Ohad in English, in English terms, like, that freed me in a lot of ways to be able to then again, enjoy the whole thing. Because before that, before I was able to accept it, there was so much tension there. Because I was putting my wants on them as mom and dad, as my parents, instead of being able to see them as their own individuals, as human beings. For me, that was very freeing. This could easily be a whole conversation in how to yeah. interact with parents. <laughs> and um, and honestly, yeah. maybe we should do this. So first off, side note, if you guys want us to do one of this, we can break it down because this could be a very interesting podcast. So shoot a message either to Emil or me and we can, we can figure out an episode about that. But that's the main part I want to talk about. First, you got to be aware of yourself about how you're going to interact with this environment, just even the physical environment of your old room, how that's going to have certain mental associations that when I see this, this is how I used to behave. So this, I'm going to behave again, if you're not aware of it, if it doesn't sound something that you're really cautious of, you're not sitting guard at the door of your mind, so to speak. The second is being aware of others' perception of you, and they're going to have a certain expectation of you. 
And it's going to be your responsibility to make sure you don't fall victim to just living up to that expectation. And then it's the whole change it, accept it, or leave it. Can you change it? Like Emil said, by having conversation. Can you change it again all the way to 100? If yes, great. If not, and you're still left somewhere, there's still a gap there, you can either accept that gap. And for me, the thing that really helped me accept that gap was not putting unrealistic expectations on other human beings. I, Rachele and Ohad, they're their own individuals. They're not perfect, all-knowing mom and dad. And by doing that, that allowed me to accept a lot of things. Or if that's not a reality for you, to leave it. Now, I will say this. Leaving it should be the last resort. It should be. Like from every psychological study says that having a disconnect from your family, it's a tough thing. So I do think it should be a last resort. And to, to jump in there, yes, it 100% should be a last resort. And there's often things that you can do to make it still happen and still work. Um, so setting expectations um, firmly and early and very politely. Um, but also, for example, like maybe don't go and stay in the house or in your old room. Maybe get an Airbnb or hotel nearby, right? Yeah. Maybe it's short trips for, you know, a, a day, a month, as opposed to staying for three weeks. Because, you know, maybe three weeks is what you've done in the past, but that drives you crazy. Maybe do three days, even if it's more expensive, even if it's inconvenient. Like, again, you're doing this for the connection. You're doing this for your parents. You're doing this for yourself and your, you know, well-being, as Itamar mentioned, the studies. So make it happen. And we have money, generally, people who's, who yeah. listen on this podcast. Use it. I'm I'm so happy you brought that up because I just I didn't think about that, but it's so true. Literally, when we're going to Israel right now, we're staying. We have a hotel for the whole duration yeah. there, and, and naturally, we would just go stay at my parents a couple of days or this or that. But it's like why? And, and we just got a hotel. We rented a car. We're doing all this so that we can just make sure that what we're doing is only the things that we both both sides, both us and them. I think also a lot of times we don't recognize as our parents get a bit older. It's, they love having us around, but it's also more work for them. And it's something to be respectful of, to say, okay, if we can be at a hotel, the whole family, and then we just come see you guys. And we literally, we've planned a budget. We're just, whenever we come to their house, let's all just order takeaway from really great restaurants. I don't want to put that burden on my mom to feel like she needs to cook or anything like that. How can we make this as enjoyable as possible? Just remove a lot of the friction from that. So I'm really happy you brought that up. That's a great point. Um, I'm curating your environment for me is, is a key thing. Yeah. And if you can do that in this context, which you can winner, but this is, and this is the thing to remember when you were a kid, you didn't curate your environment. Now you're an adult going back into that childhood environment, but you can curate it. And that's a big yeah. thing to remember to not fall into that default. Like we were saying, Oh, this is just my childhood home. This is how things are here. Yeah. This is what it is. Uh, yeah. Great point, man. I really appreciate you bringing it up. And, and the worst thing that can happen is you're like, well, you know, I, if I stay in my room, I'm going to revert to this and it's going to be shit. So I'm not going to do it much better to set. And you might upset your parents not staying at home, but much better to do that. Set the, the boundary early, firmly and super politely, and then improve the relationship in the middle and long term. Yeah. It's a no brainer. I think, 
And I think just having that conversation and literally just saying it from their perspective, hey, guys, I don't want to be a burden. I know a lot of us are going to be there. Da, da, da. I think it just be a win-win for everybody. We're just going to stay at a hotel nearby. We're going to see each other all the time. But when you guys want your space, it's easy for you to have your space. You don't feel like you have to host guests now and vice versa. And just having that open conversation, it's very difficult because there's a lot of concern. Are they going to be upset? Am I offending somebody and all that? But it's worth it. And, you know, there's always ways of, of having the conversation and putting it in a way that they're, they're not offended. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can say, hey, I'm going to have some calls like really late a few of the nights. Um, yeah. And for that reason, it's going to be easier if I stay away. You can say a million and one reasons. So, again, just plan in advance and just have this and, and be firm. Don't if they see a, a, a chink in the armor, then it's going to cause more upset and issue and pressure. Have the hotel booked. Say, oh, you know, we've already booked it. Um, but look, next time we'll we'll reconsider. And then they'll see that it's good. And then it'll be easier next time. So there's, there's countless yeah. ways. And we won't go into detail. Yeah. And also, if you're listening to this episode where it's already the holidays, you can still do that. You can even still yeah. figure out, hey, guys, this thing, this could be a great idea. What do you think? Um, so that's basically how to preempt and how to deal with it in real time. Now, what's important is, we're going to segue into the next part of this is that when you come back from the holidays, you don't have an identity hangover. I see a lot of people, they're crushing it in Q4 and then the holidays happen and they go way off track because they have this identity hangover. They forgot who they are and the standards they hold themselves to and how they're supposed to be acting with themselves, with others, and they revert back to who they were. And it's something really important to understand. There's going to be some spillover. You have to accept that. You, our environment is extremely strong in how much it affects us. So when you go back home, what you have to intentionally do when you come back to wherever you are is to kind of do a reassessment. Say, okay, let's reset. Let me reset my standard, my thoughts, and recognize, again, that awareness. Just stop and say, okay, there's probably been some spillover here, some identity hangover. How do I set myself on the right path again? That's a really, really big thing to do. Even if you just stop for an, on the flight back, if you just think, okay, how do I want to be acting when I get back to my, my home? Not the old childhood, but my home. How do I want to be? It can make a massive difference. Just that awareness and that intentionality of stopping and saying, okay, what do I want? A, a nice way to frame this is just to have a debrief and yes. also to debrief how you behaved during it. You said, okay, well, I went in with mm -hmm. this intention, but you know, it wasn't perfect, um, but that's fine. It's okay. We still had a good experience and think, what can I do next time? X, Y, Z. Maybe I'll try the hotel thing. Maybe I'll frame it this way. Great. Okay. Now I'm heading home straight off. I'm going to be back in my environment. So that's a big plus, but what other behaviors was I exhibiting while I was there, which weren't optimal that I need to just be extra watchful for in these first few days back to not let them yeah. Stay with me. And also take on principles for the next time. Cause you're going to go home next yeah. year, probably whatever yeah. it may be. Reflecting. That's right. Yep. So that's the main thing. A couple other things I want to say is just like we all would like for everyone to see us for who we are today, not who we were. Have the open mind to give others that opportunity as well. So if a relative of yours, if somebody else from whatever it may be, your childhood that you bump into, don't pigeonhole them. 
don't put your version of who they were onto them, but try to be open-minded and see them. Who are they today? Don't ask for others to give you that if you're not willing to give it as well. And I think that's a really big thing. And it's an opportunity to really uplift your entire family group, whatever you want to call it. But you giving people the space to show them in their themselves in their new capacity and who they are instead of everybody just staying back in the old days. I feel kind of smiling, laughing at this. Why is that? I, cause I have nothing to add there. Like I, that's an interesting um, idea and concept and I'm trying to think of, you know, advice or how I might approach it. And I'm, I'm intrigued to just try it when I go back this year. Yeah. And this is both from, I don't want to say positive and negative, but it's kind of like that to also accept that your parents, especially if you are getting older and that means your parents are getting older. Also, again, see them for who they are now and see that they're different. They might need more help. They might be getting more frustrated because they don't know how to say, hey, I need more help or, hey, I'm getting tired. And you being able to think about that and not put this expectation on them, which then causes them to, to feel frustrated because they don't know how to express it or they're not even aware of it, it can go a really, really long way. Just make the whole situation better. And kind of the main thing I wanted to see to say here is don't end up letting the frustration of people not seeing you for who you become spoil the event and all the good parts of it. Even if you don't feel like you're being seen, even if you made all this effort to improve yourself, but people aren't seeing it, don't get focused on that. Like don't let that ruin the whole thing for you. Just again, the whole change it and accept it, except that it's not going to be perfect, but there's also a lot of great parts in going home and that's why we do it. Yeah, just to add another layer to that previous bit, um, you, you've made the personal changes, you've built the business, you've done all these things for yourself. You don't need approval from other people. You know, it might be, a, a, again, a childhood habit that you sought approval from friends and family back at home. You don't need it anymore. So yeah, it would be great if they could perhaps note it, but it's not for them, it's for you. Yeah. And just being aware of that, does make it easier because you're confident and happy in yourself, what you've achieved and you've done it in its own right. Yeah. Well said. It's difference between wanting approval and needing it. You don't need it. We all want it. That's the reality. We all want it 100%. and we all want respect, but it's recognized you don't need it. And if you don't get it, it's not something to be frustrated and ruin the whole event because of. Um, I kind of want to leave it on that note, honestly. For me, this was a big lesson this past year when we moved back to Tel Aviv for a while. And I first didn't notice it in myself, but my wife pointed this out. She's like, you're having a bit of an identity regression here. And for me, this was a whole process of learning how to set expectations with my environment, how to not get frustrated for people in my old environment for seeing me as the old Edomar and not the new Edomar that I've worked so hard to become. And also how to myself catch myself to not regress. And for me, this going home, I'm looking at it as an opportunity to really grow and to see how can I conduct myself as this newer, better version of myself that I'm trying to become within this circumstance, within this new, this new old environment, it's called this different environment, this old environment. And I'm instead of dreading like, oh, people are going to look at me like this or not going to give me that. This is just another opportunity for me to grow. And like how you said to not need these things. I'm going to want it. Of course, I'm going to want it. I'm going to want to have a great time. I would love to be fully respected and fully seen, but I don't need it. 
And that's why I think this upcoming trip that we have is going to be much, much better. And it's going to be really enjoyable. And I think, and again, this is to clarify, like I have a great family life. We have great connections. It's just not 10 out of 10. Like everything is, I'm just hoping this time it could be even better because I don't put any more of my own stuff onto those relationships. Anything dad? Um, I just, yeah, I wanted to just add a little bit about, um, you, you mentioned parents being, you know, imperfect humans, yeah. right? And when you have grown and built businesses and done personal development, it's almost remembering that that's above and beyond what is normal for a lot of us. Right. And when we go back to our old environments, often we've surpassed our old environments. And therefore looking for approval from, from that, you don't, you really don't need it. And there might even be insecurity or ego on other people's part specifically. So they, they don't want to give it yeah. to you, especially siblings, whoever you were perhaps competitive with. So look at them with kindness and, and you don't need it. You've, you've probably done better than them and, and, and that's fine. And that's awesome. And, and yeah, take it, take it for what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting because we come. I can tell we're coming from different situations. Like your experience with entrepreneurship and surpassing, let's say, your family is that correct? You've surpassed basically your parents financially. Yeah, is that I mean, correct? One hundred percent for sure. Yeah. So for me, it, it's kind of the opposite. Like my father was extremely successful in in all parameters. Mm. You know, Harvard MBA. He was the CEO of billion dollar companies, and I never got a college diploma. Even. And what I went very to you, different bro? to the, yeah, exactly. It's exactly that. It's like you joke, but it's exactly <laughs> that. So for me, it's really important to recognize that he's just, he's not going to understand my path, but, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like my path, I'm really happy with it. I'm really content. I know, I know how profitable the business is. I know how much of an impact it's making. I know how much it's serving me and my family. And again, serving other people as well. And it just, that's what I meant by accepting that he's not going to see that. And I don't need to be frustrated. Why can't he see me and respect me? Because it's just different and that's okay. I mean, I still love him. He still loves me. That's, that's one thing, one vertical in our relationship that I'm not going to get, probably not going to get honestly. So I'm not going to let that one vertical spoil everything. And that's what I felt I sometimes almost did in the past. And that's what I want to yeah. be conscious of on this trip coming home. So on that note, whether it's coming from a place of compassion, like Emil, or from you saying, I'm not going to spoil everything over this one thing that I, I think I need, not that I want, but that I think that I need go home, enjoy the holidays, but be aware, aware that you won't regress, that you don't put others expectation and accept them onto you. And again, when you come back, take that time to debrief, stop and assess. So you don't carry that hangover with you. And aside from that, we'll wish you a happy Christmas. A uh, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa. Anything else we're missing as far as the holidays? Just holidays. Happy holidays. Holidays. Guys. Have fun. Happy holidays. Enjoy. Have a great new year. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. Please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go, though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big and win. One, three quick ideas, Tuesday newsletter. 
It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel, and you can sign up at edamomryan.com slash three ideas. Two is the Emotional Fortitude Micro Course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and confidently tackle any goal. It's the complete, nothing held back, emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edamomryan.com slash course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation. It's an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that will allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at edamarmorani.com slash accelerator. You can find all of these links in the show notes below or go to itamarmorani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares wins.